But do you think there's positive signs under under JN? Uh, <laughs> Here we go. It's Eat My Goal with Mike and Dan. And uh, we're, this is, this is our, believe this or not, this is our positive episode. We've decided that maybe, maybe, and it might be down at the football club, I'm not quite sure, but <laughs> just look at his little face. <laughs> it might be down to the, the way we play, but we think maybe we've been a little bit negative lately. So uh, so this is going to be our all or mostly positive episode. And good thing is we've had a win at the weekend. So that's uh, kind of a good start, isn't it? Yeah. Yay. How are you, Dan? You well? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Thank you. Good, good. I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm still, I still can't come down from cloud nine after that win at the weekend. <laughs> You're elated. You're so yeah. elated. Yeah. Oh, I think it was the well, performance that, that did it. The performance was uh, was one to be admired, wasn't it? So uh, we did beat the mighty second from bomb Accrington Stanley at the weekend uh, by a goal to nil. Enjoy the game. Um, I would. I only saw the last fifteen minutes. So you I saw the last goal. fifteen. What we What we doing? Are we being positive or are we telling the yeah, truth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go on. To tell okay. the truth in, a, in as positive way as you can. Okay. Um, I watched that. Yes, yeah, so I watched the last fifteen minutes. When did we score? When? What? What minute did we score? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> it's, it's around the last fifteen minutes from now. Okay. So I watched about five <laughs> minutes before the goal, and uh, I think. Yeah, the best thing I can say, the positive slant I can put on it, is that it was as good as anything that I'd seen down Fratton Park this season. That's my praise indeed. Yeah, and then we scored, um, which was good. Oh, that was a good header. That was a good finish. Yeah, good good header at the back post. Yeah, Yeah. it was nice. Um, Good good in off the bar. (laughs) Yeah, good to see Piggott score. So, yeah, and, and get the three points. Just, it just, keeps just, us, keeps just us in contention the, for seven. <laughs> it does, yeah. Just about. Does it? Does it keep us in contention for seven? Uh, no, seven I don't even for, think it does. Does it? I think. Uh, I, I, think, think I think we're pretty much yeah. done, aren't we? As high as I we can go. Eight, 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 yeah. eight, four. Yeah, eight, four, eight. Um, okay, here's the positives for me. It was once again a dire, dire game, wasn't it? We were again slow. If you look at the stats, Accrington Stanley dominated the stats, but the positives were Towler was back. I thought it was quite positive and kind of brave that you played two young centre-backs alongside yeah. each other for the first time. And I know they're a lowly side, but I actually thought the pair of them did pretty well as well. I thought, you know, there's, um, there was, uh, uh, yeah, they both looked fairly assured uh, most of the way through. Other positives, no Dale um, is always, uh, always a positive. Yeah. And, yeah, and just the fact that, you know, we've been saying for ages. But what was also good is that Paddy Lane obviously came in and I thought he did very well at moments. Not, you know, not an all-round great game, but he was very positive. Getting the ball in the box earlier than uh, than Dale would have done. Um, yeah. You know, the quality wasn't always there, but I thought there was a lot of positives from him. And I thought Piggott, when he came on, Piggott, Piggott, <laughs> so you're saying it, Piggott. Yeah. Uh, I thought Ooh. he was... I don't know why this we haven't played him there more often. because he's, it, we're, we're having a conversation about this, me and my son, and uh, and him and Bishop, I think they're kind of similar in a way. Obviously, Bishop has that quality up front, but 
But what I like about Piggott is that when he does come on and play with Bishop, he kind of plays almost in a 10 role. And I think yeah. he, links, he links the midfield and the, and the forwards well. And what he also does is he gives that other presence in the box, like when he scored, mm. had yeah. yards and loads of space, didn't he? Because everybody was worried about Bishop. Yeah. Um, how, many so, got, how many goals has he got this season? Ooh, I think about four. Oh, was that all? I thought he had yeah, more. Yeah, not many. That, but... Oh, okay. About, 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 oh, maybe it's a little bit more than that. Maybe, maybe it's about seven, actually. I was reading this earlier and I read it and I thought, oh. um, but he's only started eight or nine games, hasn't he? He's played in. That's what, that's what I was going to say. I thought, yeah, I thought he had quite a decent return for his. I think he's had about 20, 20 odd off the bench. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think if you look at starts, I suppose it's probably not far off a goal again. Mm. Um, would you like to keep him for next year? Um, yeah, if we can't get any, well, I mean, you know, he, he's as good as anyone we've got, isn't he? Or, or he's he'd be up there in the top 10 or so players, I'd say. But then it all depends who we get in, doesn't it? All depends mm. on what quality of player we can get in. Because I'm not even sure there would be many that would, um, that I'd want to stay if we got better quality players in. Um, uh, what, across the whole pitch? With, with the, across with the whole pitch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, we said before, Bishop, Bishop yeah. and Macy, for me, would be probably the only two definites. Um, yeah. Lowry, I think, has just gone off the ball, hasn't he, since he's come back? He hasn't looked himself, I don't think. No. Um, Same with Rafferty. Rafferty started off really well when he came back from injury. Yeah. Um, but he's um, sort of, yeah. Sort of in out position. Yeah. I've caught 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 out of position quite often, I thought, on uh, mm. at the weekend. And um and his distribution wasn't as good as it has been. So mm. uh yeah. But anyway, so then let's pre briefly talk about the negatives. We did slow we started very, very slowly again. We didn't dominate a team that are pretty poor, but we did win. That's the yeah. main thing. We did win, we kept a clean sheet. Two young centre backs looked okay, looked decent. For the whole of the defence looked fairly solid, and um, yeah, three points what about in the, the bag. The youngster in midfield, Harry Chewitz. Harry, yeah, I thought he looked right actually. I thought he again looked very positive in his passing. Probably a little bit lightweight in the challenge, a little bit, but um, I thought his his passing was very positive. Always looking to pick out a, a forward forward pass. I thought yeah. and. Um, Quite ambitious with some passes, but you know, not ridiculous kind of Gerard style sixty yard balls. But um I thought he looked okay actually. I thought he had good yeah. what was he on for sixty odd minutes or so, wasn't he? Yeah. I, I yeah. think he should be uh very pleased with his outing. Strange one that though, isn't it? Bringing him in, not so much bringing him in, but not even having Tunnicliffe on the bench. Yeah, I don't know what's I don't I don't quite know what's going on there because you've got yeah, Tunnicliffe was completely dropped. Mm. I, I just assumed he was injured, but he wasn't. And it's the same with the Towler situation, wasn't it? That he yeah. just sort of shunned him for a few games and then T took him out completely. Yeah. Yeah, I was quite yeah. surprised I mean, to see him go straight back in. Problem. Sorry? I was quite surprised to see Towler go straight back into the team. I thought maybe yeah. he might be on the bench, but... If you've got the squad depth to do it, you know, if you've got the squad depth to drop these sort of players, then then yeah, but I don't think we have. So, I was, yeah, I was quite surprised that and and I was quite surprised that Harry, what's his name? Is it Jewett White? Jewett White, yeah. That he came in uh, in that 
centre midfield position mm. um, of all positions where we seem to have quite a few players. Um, yeah, so yeah, interesting, isn't it? Quite interesting. Surprising. Mm. I, I think partly it was down to the fact that we can't go up. I, I wonder if he would yeah. have played the same team had we still been in with a chance for the playoffs. Yeah. Because it was quite brave, wasn't it, from the point of view of playing? Oh, yeah, no, I don't think he would have, but yeah. Two, two young centre-backs and a young centre midfielder. No. Yeah, I think so. And I'd like to see um, Motto, I don't know how you say his name, Moto Motto get a start as well. Because I've seen yeah. some of him in the... Um, maybe decent. Yeah. yeah, it looks really good. Obviously, I've, I've only seen his good clips but from what I've seen he looks looks pretty good so yeah I'd like to see him get a chance especially as he's a winger and that's the position that we need kind of need wingers don't we kind yeah. of need wingers yeah, yeah give, him a, um, give him a go what you got to lose what have you got to lose indeed but yeah like I said I, I just thought Lane played decent at the weekend so that's, that was good that was good did you so just say it, Elaine Page Elaine Page played well yeah Elaine Page did well um on on an aside, I, I saw a clip of uh, Elaine Page on a jukebox jury uh, oh, back right, in the yeah. early eighties, and she was sat next to uh, Johnny Rotten, and she had oh, to follow right. his uh, his rant about it being all corporate BS, basically. Oh, right, yeah. And then it then it, yeah. then it skips to her just going, "Well, I kind mm. of liked it." Yeah. Oh, he was, <laughs> so he was cool. outrageous, wasn't he, Johnny Rotten? He was just outrageous. crazy, crazy yeah. guy. He was uh, he was not a happy man, was he? Um, all right, okay, so did get the points at the weekend. So we've got Derby, is it Derby, Wickham, and uh, and A and other left, didn't we? Um, no, we haven't got yeah. A and other, it's just the two, isn't it? Derby and Wickham, Derby, Wickham, is it two games? Yeah, it's two games left, isn't it? Derby away, Wickham at home. Um, yeah, Derby, I don't know. Derby well, Derby have got Derby next up. as well, haven't they? Derby have got to play for did you know, um, going into that Derby game, we're on a nine-game unbeaten run? I did know that. Yeah. You yeah. did know that, did you? Um, and uh, read <laughs> <laughs> You read my agendas. This yeah. is planned. This is Here we go. This is planned. What are you talking about? Yeah, you Derby. Yeah. <laughs> There's some plan that goes into it. But, uh, so in that in that nine-game unbeaten run, four, four wins, five draws... All of those games against teams below us in the league. So yeah. nine games sounds amazing, doesn't it? It sounds good. It goes back to those days when we had Cowley still, and they were saying, "Well, that's seven yeah. games unbeaten." But yeah, yeah, seven games unbeaten against against Dross, yeah. and that's where we're at. See, the, the fixtures we've had are the sort of fixtures that you want. I know it sounds a stupid thing to say, but it's they're the sort of fixtures you want if you're if you're looking for promotion. I remember when we used to play in the Premier League, and I always used to look at the first sort of six or seven fixtures and then the last six or seven mm. um, just to see who we've got um, which big teams we've got to make sure that we don't need points against Arsenal away etc and yeah when you look at the fixtures we've had the last 10-15 fixtures the last 15 fixtures of the season have been pretty good to us but so, so when you are in a, in a run in when you're chasing a, a playoff yeah. place isn't it yeah, but when, but when you draw draw five games against the likes of Port Vale, Morecambe, MK Dons, yeah. all of all of whom are all in and around the uh, the relegation yeah. fight, yeah, and Oxford as well, it's just yeah. not good enough, is it? It's not good enough. Anyway, uh, other positives. Going back to the positives, Massinho has averaged one point eight points per game since he's taken over, which obviously we've done. We, we've gone from fifteenth to eighth, so 
That is a positive as well. If we average 1.8 points per game the whole season, we would be fifth. Obviously, <laughs> I know. I know, shock horror. But, yeah. um, you know, if it wasn't for that massive lull in the middle and just the fact we, we clearly aren't good enough. But do you think there's positive signs under, under JN? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one. Uh, Stats-wise, it says yes, doesn't it? Stats-wise, yes. Performances, no. Um, yeah. I, it's, it's it's so difficult because I know we, what we repeatedly say is that every game seems to follow the same pattern, and. Mm-hmm. We're not a good team to watch. We're not very enjoyable to watch. So it's it's difficult to say, really. I mean, Cowleys they could have they could have picked up the same amount of points in these games that Massinho has picked up. Who knows? But uh, I don't think there's been a, a a marked improvement. I wouldn't say he's changed the he's changed the you know the squad. He's changed the formation. He's done this. He's done that. He's made us look a better team. He's made us look more attacking. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a couple of players who have kind of up their game a little bit, and they like you could say Tunnicliffe up until recently has played better. Well, um, I, I can't understand the 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 hate that Tunnicliffe gets from a lot of people. But I suppose that's that's just people's opinions, isn't it? I think he's been one of our better players this season, or definitely our most consistent one of our most consistent. Um, so I think you know, I think I think the the he he just gives the air of being a bit. Um, aloof, I think, doesn't he? Doesn't yeah. he? He's not. Um, yeah, he's not. I don't know. He's just kind of a bit too lax. As as mm. Pack has been, Pack obviously came in a bit of a breath of fresh air, and then he yeah. seems to have gone into that lull of just uh, being average and just kind of yeah. just. It's almost like they almost give that air of thinking, oh, "I'm too good for this. I'm too good for this." Yeah, level. yeah. I think maybe if Tunnicliffe did some more fist pumps to the fratten end or something or <laughs> yeah. or ran out after the end of each game, run up and uh, kissed his badge and stuff, then uh, he'd probably get more fan followers, wouldn't he? But mm. yeah. Yeah. That's what you need. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. What, do, what do you think then? Do you think there's been an improvement under Messino or, or No, I think it's uh dull as dog shit, quite frankly, oh. isn't it? It really mm-hmm. is. I just think our football was terrible. It has been it was under Cowley. There wasn't many games under Cowley's that you'd think, oh yeah, this is you know, we're really up for this, we're passionate. I just think we start really slowly for whatever reason, and that's got to be down to the manager. It's not down to well, yes, it is down to the players, but surely the manager's job is you know, when you see teams like Morecambe come into us and and Acton Stanley and, and Don's Milton Keynes Don's being up for the game from the off and and yeah. Port Vale. Port Vale were the most noticeable. Yeah. Port Vale were on a terrible yeah. run. Um, bang average players. And you can say you've got average players, but if you don't motivate them in the right way, you can make an average team better, can't you? Yeah. Um, if, yeah. if you do motivate, motivate them in the right way. And I just think if you start poorly, we always start and it's just slow for 20 minutes, 25 minutes, um, yeah. and basically until they score. And then they score and it's kind of like, okay, yeah. let's get yeah. our ass in gear. Yeah. I just don't understand how that is a consistent thing throughout the season. And yes, you need better players. I think we lack leadership for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully that will change next year. Yeah. But I don't know, jury's out. I think you've got to give him a little bit of time. You? You've got to give him time to assemble that own squad. Apparently he's a very good coach. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting that purely from what I read on social media. So there's yeah. no basis of that. People just saying, oh yeah, he's a great coach. Is he? Mm. Based on what? Based, yeah. on what? Based on other people telling you that he is. 
oh, yeah. what actual facts and, and mm -hmm. evidence have you got. So, oh, I don't know. 1.8 points per game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. Against uh, mostly lower league sides. Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I just think if we play like we do this next season, I think if you look at the teams that are up there, Wednesday, Entertain, uh, Ipswich certainly do. They look a very good attacking side, yeah. don't they? Um, yeah. There's just a little bit more fluidity to their play. And it's just, I don't know, we need, I think we need a bit more pace out wide. Definitely. Um, maybe through the middle as well. So, I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. What uh, another another good bit of positive news, which I don't know whether this is positive or people are just reading too much into it, but Deshaun has said that he's likely to leave Manchester United as his contract ends in the next few weeks. Um, there's been rumours that he has suggested he would be happy to sign for Portsmouth if the, if the, the price was right. Uh, as um, Jermaine Genius would say, the coin, 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 coin. Yeah. Um, good signing or... What do you think? Um, uh, I'd say the jury's out on that one as well. I can't remember. I was just trying to think of his first game. Who was his first game? And he we... played it right back, didn't he? He played right yeah. back for the first couple of games. I yeah. Think, uh, and just after yeah, Swanson yeah. got injured. And the first game, I remember... Um, he, he was decidedly nervous, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. And then he, and then he second half, he did pretty well. Um. And, he he um, perked up after getting kicked in the face, I seem to remember. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, I can't and then think it was against then, him. He played, he played a couple, didn't he? Uh, and then he's only just come back into the team as a starter. Um, so I don't know what he was like. I, I've missed the bulk of the last two games, but uh, mm. I've heard he, he was okay. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough, isn't it? I think, um, I think if in the future, yes, maybe Towler and him, would be a good mm. uh, pairing, but I haven't seen enough of. Um, I think Towler, I've seen. Uh, I think he could be a good player. Yes, um, yeah, I know, agree. He seems like he's a good player already, but he could he could only get better. Um, but as for Bernard, I'm not. I don't. I haven't really seen enough of him. Fair news. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree on that. He certainly physically, he seems to have the right sort of attributes, doesn't he? He's a big lad, mm. strong. Uh, I, I thought he played well at the weekend, but um, again, against average op opposition, so it'd be difficult. It'd be nice to see him against better opposition to really properly yeah. assess. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I wouldn't be against it. Ultimately, he is young and he could, uh, you know, with the right coaching, get better. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway, that's our positive review. Oh, I tell you, there's one other thing, which is uh, the PFC Coalition statement. Did you see the new statement that came out this week, Dan? I'll summarise for you. I'll yep, summarise for you. Well, I'll go through the whole summary and then we'll, we'll, then we'll pick up some points on this. So, um, basically, I read the whole thing. I didn't read their first statement, but I have since read their first statement. And do you know what? I kind of get why people moan about them. The, the plane. I know you were a big fan of the plane, weren't you? You enjoyed that. You enjoyed yeah, it was the, great. The, yeah. Kind of interrupted your corporate lunch, didn't it? Yeah, it did, yeah. <laughs> I had to put my cheese and biscuits down. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't really get the whole plane thing. I don't really think I'd see what that's going to achieve apart from wasting people's money. But um, these are this is their point anyway. So th this is the questions that they end this statement with. So, what's the team's target for next season? Promotion, 
uh, to reach the playoffs, a top 10 league position. I think that's kind of a little bit of a sarcastic sort of uh, thing there. Ultimately, surely we're going for promotion. Yeah. Uh, if the targets, if the team's target for next season is promotion or reaching the playoffs, what gives the owners confidence that they're going to reach that, that, that target can be met? Uh, how is the club going to grow its revenue to both reduce reliance on owner equity injections and provide an increased sustainable playing budget to enable the team to compete for promotion from League One? Um, firstly, let's just go through those couple of points there. because So firstly, they're saying, you know, and I can kind of see what they're saying. Uh, six years ago, Michael Wiseman said, if you want to just remain a League One club, you don't really need me. If you want to grow and get better and improve the infrastructure and things like that, then, um, then I'm your man. Yeah. Um, and their point is he spent £12 million on Fran Park, not to be sniffed at, but ultimately he is a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still in League One. And actually, you could look at the first couple of years, we were kind of making the playoffs. Now we're not even making the playoffs. So yeah. in a way, you could say we've gone backwards on the pitch. Yeah. Um, and the other point was to, to, to make the playing budget sustainable, as in it comes from what we earn as a club. So, you know, you kind of see their point on, on those things as well. If that was a projection that they made, and again, we're nowhere near it. Apparently, the owners have to put money in every year, which fair play to them. Again, mm-hmm. it comes out of their own pocket. But yeah. um, uh, Okay, so if revenue growth is primarily going to be derived from new player trading approach, when does the club estimate it will realise the benefits of the new strategy? One year, five years longer. Now... I think that's a difficult thing to answer, isn't it? Because ultimately you're, what you're doing is you're looking to get into a Brentford or Luton style, not necessarily Luton, probably more Brentford style, buy players in cheap, young, sell them on because you can see that they do have the attributes to get better. Um, mm-hmm. You can't say really whether that's going to happen in one year or five one years. Year, you're, no. not, you're not really going to see massive benefits from that for a good five years, are you? Surely. Yeah. No. The likes of Lane, if Lane does improve, gets to like 24, 25, 26, and is now a million pound player or two million pound player or whatever, it's going to take a little while, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the same thing, if we do then sell Bishop, are we not just going down the line that we bought somebody in for 500 grand, we sold him for 5 million, therefore that's our strategy? Yeah. Yeah. Is it a good, is it a good strategy? Do we not want to keep mm. our better players? Mm-hmm. It would be my thought. And then final one is if Pompey are promoted to the championship, if the club is making significant losses in the championship, will Toronto cover slash fund those losses via further equity injections? Are these have these been responded to or have they this is just what no, is, no. Yeah, right, this is okay. The, the, these are their questions to the actual club. And uh the, the part of the issue is is that the club don't respond. The club have said right. they would, they'd be happy to sit down and talk to them and They'd put some dates on the table, but the club have never responded to the actual sitting down around the table. Now, okay. I think fair play, you know, I can't understand your, the frustration. Six years, no progression on the pitch. Hmm. Limited. Well, so the, I think there's clearly progression at Fran Park. Fran Park is a slightly yeah. more, uh, a slightly nicer place to go. It's got yeah. a, little, a few more seats, but... Hmm. I think it hasn't helped this season, the fact that it's been probably one of the worst seasons for football for quality yes uh, in i don't know for as long as i can remember so yeah, it's, it's been very poor isn't it mm-hmm. very poor yeah. I, don't, I don't think they helped themselves either when they said about when they got rid of um 
the Cowleys, and they said about the need for immediacy. We still have 24 games left of this season, so there's still every chance we can get into the playoffs. Yeah. And then they waited three and a half weeks to appoint their top man. Yeah. Because he was currently playing for one of our rivals. I don't buy into that at all. I think that's BS. I don't think JM was uh, plan A or even no. plan B. No, absolutely not. So I think they've kind of shot themselves in the foot PR-wise in a, in a few things. So you can kind of understand frustration. But ultimately, do you think this will change anything? Do you think billionaire owners really care what average Joe thinks? No, I don't. Um, but they have to they have to answer these questions at some point. And I think I suppose that's the whole idea of this PFC coalition, isn't it? If you get more and more people backing you, then mm. we'll have to come out and or whoever will have to come out and answer the questions at some point. So Yeah. Yeah. Whether they well, will or not. certainly, certainly the publicity they'll receive on, on this show with the 30 plus viewers or it. listeners that we get, you know, that's uh, obviously going to start snowballing. So, well, yeah, yeah, you're welcome, PFC yeah. Coalition. Yeah, exactly. Eat my gold podcast today, BBC tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the logical step, the next logical yeah. step. Yeah. Right, let's move on, Dan. Let's have a quiz, shall we? I've got a great quiz for you tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know it what? Is a, it is a great one. I've done you a lovely quiz this week. <laughs> lovely. No, no, no. It's lovely in that you will probably get all five. I've been very kind this week. Okay. And they're all gettable right. as well. They're not even... Uh, they're ones that you could... You can, yes. You can, even uh, if you know, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mine, mine are not so easy. I don't think. But we'll see. No, we'll no. See. Well, even yours usually. You usually tell me you'll. Oh yeah, you'll get loads of these. And then yeah, it's what no. shoe size did. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, that size five. Um, yeah. Go on, you go first. Right. Okay. Mine are all on um, Premier League players wages oh okay reported 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 so this is all i can i can tell you this is all from capology.com okay Okay. all right the first thing that came up on google and had a really nice website where they had everything listed it was really good so right Right, okay again again this week eat my goal next week exactly exactly world i will expect the same from them tomorrow yes um, right. Okay. First question. Nice and gentle to start off with. Which player okay. has the highest wages or the highest salary in the Premier League? Nice and simple. Oh. That's it. Simple as that. So oh. which player is on the most money? We'll say Perlick. <sighs> there's, only, there's only like about 400 to choose from, isn't there? Blimey. Um, uh, I can narrow it down to probably 30. Um <laughs> What, what team are you going for? Is it going to, well, it's, it's the team we you probably think it is. It's the I'm team. City. It's going to be City, isn't it? Someone from City. It's going to be Erling Haaland. It's going to be oh, Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, it, it's, what are you going for? I know, oh, I know, that, I know that Kevin De Bruyne negotiated his own deal, didn't he? Uh, I'm going to go with Haaland. Okay, they do say never change your mind. But in this case, you should have changed your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne. Is the top um, earner in the Premier League? Do you know how much a week? About, about four hundred, isn't it? Yeah, yeah just four hundred k per 
Just four hundred k a week. Just four hundred k a week. What's that? How much that a year? That is too much. Point eight. Is that 20.8 million per year? Yeah, that's what it's showing me here. Twenty point eight million pounds. Is that is that right? That's yeah. It must be yeah. Four hundred. How does he live? How does he live? I know. That's what I mean. Isn't it? How does he sleep at night? Okay, I've got a similar sort of thing for you. Um, Transfer fees. Transfer fees. These are all from leaving a championship club. Some went to other championship clubs. Some went to Premier League clubs. But they're all very similar. And you've got to tell me who's the the highest reported transfer fee according to transfermarket.com. Oh, yeah. I like like that website. (laughs) I use that quite a lot. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, transfermarket.com. Remember, we scratch your back, you scratch ours. Yeah. Uh, first one is, first two players are, by the way. So I'm going to give you two players. Tell me which one was the most expensive transfer between the two clubs. Don't have to tell me how much. So first one is Aaron Ramsdale. When he left Bournemouth and joined Arsenal, and Jordan Pickford left Middlesbrough and joined Everton, which was the highest transfer fee? Aaron Ramsdale or Jordan Pickford? Now, immediately, I think Ramsdale. Um, so I should stick with it, shouldn't I? So let's stick with the Ramsdale. Okay, Ramsdale, <laughs> 28 million euros. It's all in euros on there. Uh, oh. Jordan Pickford, 28.5 million euros. You are wrong to stick. Nil-nil. This is nil-nil. how our quizzes go. If you're new to Eat My Goal, this is how our quizzes go. One of yep. us will get a... A little bit like the FA Cup semi-final where Manchester United played Brighton, but the opposite, because no one will score until somebody gets the uh, extra time. We we know fuck all. In fact, (laughs) it's it's pretty much like the Man uh, United-Chelsea semi-final, isn't it, of the early 2000s, where Mike and I sat and watched the whole of the semi-final, and it was dross all the way through extra time and thought, oh, that's all right, at least we've got penalties to to enjoy, and then Drogba scored with a few minutes to go. uh, Ruined the pens. Right, anyway. Right, go on next. Which English player has the highest salary in the Premier League? Which English player? I can tell you he's fourth on the list. English player. Is it same club? Can you tell me that? Couldn't possibly tell you. (laughs) It's not Kane, is it? Kane's only on about only on about two hundred grand. He's a pauper. He's a relative pauper in football terms. Um, well, bear that in mind because uh, he might come up in another question. Oh, oh no, because Rashford's on about the same. I saw a thing today about their pauper wages. Uh, I'm gonna go with is it? Is it? It surely shouldn't be, but is it Jack Grealish? Is that your answer? Yeah, it's incorrect, I'm afraid. I can tell you that Jack Grealish is the third highest. Englishman. Okay. Second highest, surprisingly, is Raheem Sterling. Oh, yes, of course. He's on 325k. So the top highest English player, earnings wise, (laughs) he's 22 years old. He's just 22. Uh oh. And his name is Jaden Sancho. Oh, yeah, he's on silly money, isn't he? He's on 350k. <laughs> Just sit on the bench. 
Okay, okay, your next two players. Do you know who this So he's fourth on the list. Do you know who the top three are? You've got uh, Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne, probably You've, what's his face? Erling. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third one is a surprise. Oh, oh, David De Gea. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, I knew he was on he's on, he's on crazy money, isn't he? About three seven five or something, isn't it? Yeah, same as Harland, three seven five. Insane. Insane. Yes. Yeah, so the reason why I knew saw that because obviously they're renewing his contract and they're trying to get him to cut his pay, aren't they? To a measly yep. sound like three hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, but he's struggling. So for three hundred and seventy-five grand, you don't even get a goalkeeper that can kick a ball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Here's your next two. So Ben Godfrey, when he left Norwich and joined Everton, was it more or less than when Ryan Sesegnog left Fulham for Spurs? Ryan Sesegnog. Right. Hold on. Where's a coin? Good. <laughs> there a is a, again somewhere. again half a million pounds in it yeah um so who is it brian or who uh brian brian yeah brian sessignon yeah uh, and ben godfrey norwich to everton brian and, ben, brian and ben i don't care about oh no oh so many sessignons isn't there and i'm getting confused with the uh, yeah, no, i'll go with just go with you. Brian Sessignon. <laughs> <laughs> is incorrect, I'm afraid. No, 27 million. 27 million they paid for him. me out with the Sessignons. Who's the, who was the good Sessignon? The Brian. Million, yeah, was 27 Brian? million. Yeah. No, not Brian. Okay. Brian. Brian. No, I'm calling him Brian. <laughs> um, Brian Ben Godfrey is 27.5. <laughs> okay, go on. Right, okay. These are terrible, aren't they? Here yeah, we go. This is 1-0 now. One nil yep. coming up, right? Which thirty-eight-year-old gets a whopping one hundred and ten thousand pounds per week? He's thirty-eight. He's playing, and he's thirty-eight, and he gets one hundred and ten thousand pounds. So he's the highest Premier League player, old man. Yeah, yeah. No stitch ups here. One hundred and ten grand, thirty. Oh, thirty-eight. Oh, it's not. Um... Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's Milner. Milner? Uh, is that your answer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's incorrect, I'm afraid. It's Tiago Silva. Ah, sake. I didn't think that seemed a lot by James Milner. But, yeah. Uh, uh, my second guess was going to be Lilana. Milner, I can't even see. Tiago. Okay, right. You're next to two big oh. names, this. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Oliver McBurney, when he left Swansea to Sheffield United, and Adama Traore, when he left Middlesbrough for Wolves. Um, sorry, Adama Traore, Middlesbrough to Wolves, and... Yeah, Oliver McBurney, Swansea to Sheffield United. When McBurney, they're in the McBurney, definitely. McBurney, 19, 19.1 million, McBurney. 19.1 million. Uh, Adam Archerari, 20 million. Oh, well, it's the obvious one, isn't it? <laughs> that's, uh, that's the shittest uh, quiz I've ever played in my life. Nil, 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 nil. Oh, um, we've got two, two corkers coming up. James okay. Milner is on £60,000 a week. That's insane, isn't it? That's true. No, it's terrible, isn't it? Compared to everyone else. But mind you, he really? is. 
Are we ready? Okay. Right, here we go. Yeah. This is it. This old Mike, you've already you've already got this one right. You've already answered the yeah. question. Okay, go on. Out, I, of I the two, out of the two Harrys, Kane and Maguire, who gets the highest wages? Maguire. It's gotta be. Okay. Incorrect. Harry, oh, Kane, is on, Harry Kane is on two hundred thousand, as you said yourself. Yes. And Harry Maguire is on hundred and ninety thousand. Oh my god. All right. Play along at home, at home, by the way. Play along at home. See if you can get more than R0. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next right, to you. Before you tell me, no, 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 actually, I was going to say, I'm already going to give you my answer if you out of A or B, but you're going to stitch me up. If it's right, you're going to change the answer. You're going to say, no, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, what? So <laughs> you're going to give me two names. Okay. So I'm already- I'm already going to tell you which one I'm going to pick before you even tell me. No, I'll keep them in the same order then. I'll keep them in the same order. So A and B will be in the order I've got them listed here. A. Okay, so A is Philip Billing. Philip Billing going from Huddersfield to Bournemouth. Yeah. Uh, B is Sam Klukas went from Hull to Swansea. Definitely Bill Filling. (laughs) Bill Filling. (laughs) Bill Filling, the dentist. Yeah, yeah. Um, the dentist's son uh, yeah. is correct, actually. Yes, yeah. 16.5 million against Sam Kluka's 16.3. I knew it. So there you go. There you go. You've got it. That's how you do it. 1-0. Right. There, there you do it. There yeah, we good. go. Okay. Last question. Come on, mate. Oh, to level it up. You've got, I think you've got an average of about one per week so far. Um, yeah, I'm doing all right. Last four or five weeks. Right. Do out of these two shit-haired and shit-defending <laughs> defenders, which has the highest wage per week? Trent Alexander-Arnold or Mark Cucciarella? Who gets the highest wage out of them two? Who gets the highest wage out of those two? Oh, you'd like to think it's Trent, wouldn't you? But you think it's going to be one of these stitch-up where, where because he's been with the club for so long, he's on a ridiculously low wage. And Cucurella's just joined them from Brighton, so he's probably on something ridiculous. Bowie's probably gone, oh, uh, one year for, I don't know, £4 million an hour. Um, no, I'm going to stick with, I reckon they, they're going to look after the scouts, so I'm going to stick with that, and I'm going to go Trent Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> and if this is not correct... Then, okay. then, then somebody I'll, at Liverpool needs second. I'll give you one more chance. <laughs> Do you want to change your mind or are you sticking with Trent? Oh, it's going to be double, but I'm sticking with Trent. So you try to double bluff it. Mark Cucciarella is on 175,000. Is he really? Oh. Jeez. Trent wow. is on 100 and. 80,000. You were right to pick Trent. One out oh, of five. There we go. There we go. One out of five. Proud of myself. Well, um, this is to win, isn't it? This is to win. You've got Che Adams, Birmingham to Scrum. Chris Wood leads to Burnley. There is 0.4 of a million pounds in it. That's tough. Che or Chris Wood? Shay, yeah, both, Chris. both brilliant forwards, 
brilliant, really exciting. If I, if I was to say that they probably averaged about four million pound a goal, yeah, cost wise. Um, I'm going to go. Who did they? Sorry, who did did Che Adams come from? Birmingham. And the other one was who to Burnley? Leeds. When Leeds were obviously not a prem side. Yeah. Let's go for Chris Wood. Chris Wood, you say? No. Chris Wood, 16.3 million. No. Che, che, Adam. che Adams, 16.7 million. Wowzers. What um, happens now? Should we have a tiebreak? What can we do yeah, as a okay. tiebreak? All right. All right. Um, I've, I've, let me see if I can find another one for you. I've got a good one. Oh, I've got a good one for you. Yeah, actually, I've got a good one. I'm not sure what I'm going to ask you. Oh, actually, no, I don't know if I could go with that. It's a bit harsh. Oh, no, I will go with it because yours is a little bit harsh, so I'll go with that. So, um, harsh. Which, uh, yeah, okay, so I need to find the amount. I think I'm going to go, go off from the top of my head. Which born, then Bournemouth player was the most expensive championship transfer when he left Bournemouth for a transfer fee of £45 million? When? Did you say when? Uh, let me have a look. So he was in the championship. He left Bournemouth. Bournemouth got relegated. So they yeah. were then a t- championship pl- team. Oh. And so this player it's left been, Bournemouth yeah. and joined somebody else. <laughs> he said the team then. Joined yeah, somebody I else think of his name. for £45 million. Pounds. I could, well, forty-five million euros. I do apologise. Oh, it was name? in. Do you want to know the, the? It was in the year two thousand and twenty. <laughs> Sorry, not two thousand. Two thousand and twenty. Yeah, I know who it is, but I can't think of his name. Yeah. Um, no, I can't. Go on. Striker, isn't it? I, I mean, I'm going to start going through the alphabet in my head until it go until it clicks. So there's going to be editing. D. <laughs> oh, I can't remember his name, Mike. Um, maybe his initials would would be smashing. <laughs> smashing. Uh, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Right. He made his debut on the twenty first of September, winning three one against Wolverhampton Wanderers away oh. from home. Oh. Away from home in the Premier League. How's that going to help? <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Oh, now you t- now you said that. Yeah, <laughs> Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah, I remember his debut away at Wolves. Remember that. Scored his first goal in a six-three a six-three win in the Champions League against Leipzig. There you go. It's a Champions League club. No, I can't. I just can't remember his name. So okay, I pass. Right, I'll give you the final clue, and you've got to get it on this. Yeah. His calmness on the ball and appearance have led him. To compare, uh, sorry, but have led to comparisons to former Dutch legend Rude Hullet. It's not who you're thinking of. Well, Nathan, uh, Nathan Ake. Nathan Ake is the most expensive uh, championship player. I was thinking who of we... the chap up top. Can't even remember. Sturridge. Who it was. It was, no, no, it was the Bournemouth striker. There was a J- Jermaine Defoe. No, I can't even remember. I can't even remember who. Yeah. Oh, Callum Wilson. Yeah, that's the one I was probably thinking of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's, where's he now? Newcastle. Newcastle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, thank you. Yeah. 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 
Go on then. Okay. Um, um, do, you, do you want one then? Go on, let's so win. Okay. We can cut we can cut that one out if uh, if it's still there yeah. after this. Yeah. Okay. Let's give you let's give you one for the win. Okay. Which Frenchman is the highest earner in the Premier League? Which Frenchman? So all like a big nice Thierry on me. Eric Cantona. <laughs> no, I can tell you it's not not Thierry. Is it Sylvain Veltord? Um, um, Frenchman yeah. is the highest earner in the Premier League. Do you want me to give you a choice of two? It's not. Uh, now I'm thinking N'Golo Kante, but he can't be on that much, can he? Uh, well, <clears throat> is it the right club? No. Frenchman. Look, so you're at Laporte. Uh, but he's not going to be on that much, is he? No. no French strikers, is there? No. Winger? No. <laughs> can, I, uh, can I give you a choice of two? Go on and give us a choice of two. Is it Raphael Varane or is it previously mentioned Ungolo Kante? It's Raphael de Varane, isn't it? Why else would it you want to mention United? It is Raphael de Varane. De Varane. De Varane. Yeah. There we go. That concludes. What's the what's the overall score? 12, 12 something. 12, yeah. eight. 12, eight. <laughs> Yay! Yay! I've asked you, do you know what Erling Haaland's release clause amount oh, is? Oh, yes. Uh, it, well, they're talking about re-signing it, aren't they? Because it is something ridiculous, like, well, it's not ridiculous, but 175 million, is it? No, it's 173, sorry. <laughs> oh, <is it>? <laughs> 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 oh, foolish. How foolish mm. of me. See, yeah, I, know, I, know, I know release, I know release clauses, but I don't know uh, wages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't the best. That wasn't the best, was it? That quiz. That wasn't no, that best. was that was really, really poor. Really poor. Really I think poor. I should have so, given you more, more. Well, I did give you two multiple choices out of the five. Yeah, yeah. They're only easy when you know them, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. To be fair, I gave you five multiple choices out of five. Yeah, but on on complete <laughs> wank stains. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Billy Billy is whatever his name is. <laughs> Billy Philly. <laughs> <Frankie> fingers. <laughs> uh, if you are still with us, we've been Eat My Girl. We'll be back again next week. Do get in contact with us with your uh, suggestions. <laughs> suggestions. Why are you still doing this? <laughs> with, your, with your two word two word suggestions <laughs> one of which being off um, yeah if you've got any comments on uh, do you think Deshaun should uh, be signed by Portsmouth what do you think about Tunnicliffe's omission at the weekend uh, what did you think of Paddy Lane's performance and uh, Tattle being back in the side all these things all these interesting things should we sign Macy on a perm we definitely should I don't even think that's a question is it we should definitely sign Macy on a perm um, and um, that's about it alright get in contact with us email goal22 at gmail.com be our first person to email us it's only 43 episodes we've yet to have an email let's do it okay thanks Dan thank and... you <laughs> good night Bye.